You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, sharing testimonies and putting purpose to pain. My name is Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. The Over a Drink podcast. Hey, welcome to episode... I don't know. I feel like I do this pretty often where I'm like, this is this is this episode. And then I just really don't know what it is. So we're going to say this is episode. Oh, shoot. 40. It's more than 47. Is it more than 47? We're going to say I like the number 80. So episode 80. Um, if it's not episode 80, then the title will just be episode 80. It's my podcast, so I can do that. Um, this is a different kind of episode. It's um, well, it's an announcement type episode, but it's also going to be a solo episode. So, if you don't like the sound of my voice, this is your chance to leave um, because it's only me um, today. And I, the reason for that, I guess, would be that. Um, it's been really hard to schedule new interviews and testimony recordings because if we would have gone back to April, um, there was at one point that Jess and I, either one of us or both of us were gone for seven out of the next 10 weeks. If you expand that out to, uh, a little bit further, we are gone, uh, now 12 out of 16 weeks going through August. And so crazy and fun uh hard really good on our marriage actually surprisingly um but all that to say like there hasn't been a new episode because hey hi i'm the problem it's me um i'm not a swifty but i am the problem and so i've spent the last couple weeks the last couple long flights um and hotel room stays to work on and develop something new. Um, it is called the Armory. The Armory is a it's a weekly newsletter. Uh, it is a podcast hosting forum. It is a place for me to build community. Uh, all in one area. Um, I decided that social media is, is really bad for me. I think we all know that it's really bad in general, but we still choose to use it. So, I mean, what it feels like is it's almost like one of those things where we're getting a constant IV drip of like poison into our body. And then we wonder why we feel sick all the time. And Yet we still do it because we're addicted to it. But it was bad for me, and I decided to to cut it. Um, the Lord's been doing a cool thing with teaching me the science behind how your brain works through some of the books that I'm reading and pairing it with social media and then some of the things that I've been walking through and um, in terms of temptation and 
some of the conversations that I've had or been forced to have with uh, my wife. Um, and it's really cool. Um, cause honestly, like whether you like it or not, we're in a spiritual war, like from the minute you wake up and you've given your life to Jesus, you're in a spiritual war. The enemy is out to get you. Um, and what, and we can be prepared for the tactics of the enemy as best as we can. Uh, he is really good at what he does. Um, or we can just take them in the face. Uh, and so, I'm choosing to do the first, uh, and I want to create tools for people who also want to choose to do the first. And so the weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to at mitchparsons.substack.com, the link will be in the show notes, is going to consist of a blog thought. It's a podcast that I listened to that week that I recommend. Um, just a heads up, a lot of these podcasts are going to be very challenging they're not going to pat you on the back they're going to encourage you and lift you up but they're going to be convicting um because i just think that we need that um a worship song that i'm loving uh and a book that i read that week uh it'll also have a charge or a challenge a weekly call higher type of thing uh, i'm tired of the whole PC, not wanting to offend people, not wanting to hurt toes, needing to like preserve my place in this social setting um, for the sake of comfortability, holding my tongue. Uh, and I Because th- I think men and fathers were so much more capable uh, and as husbands, so much more capable than we're showing in society. I want us to step like into the authority of Jesus, into the blood of Jesus, and reclaim our dominion over the spirits and principalities that are oppressing the world we live in. Because we have that authority, and we're just sitting back and allowing it to to be the way that it is, and we don't have to. It's also going to be a call to corporate prayer for a specific thing, because if we're all praying for something, prayer works prayer warriors are real. And so, man, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that what I'm praying for is most important, but I'm going to tell you what I'm praying for. And if you'd like to partner with me in it, then you're more than welcome. And please do. Uh, I'm still going to have over a drink testimony episodes. I love them so much. Um, but they take up a lot more time than something like this. They take a lot more scheduling. And in this season of life, I'm not going to sacrifice as much as I love my podcast. Um, the health of my marriage is much, much more important. My availability for my daughter, much, much more important. To be honest with you, my mental health is more important than this podcast. And so I hate to break it to you, but on like the times that I have down, I don't want to be behind Premiere Pro. (laughs) And I love you guys a lot. I love this podcast. I love the mission of this podcast, but I'm a creator like sixth on the list um, behind Jesus follower, husband, father, friend, son. So that's just reality. (laughs) Um, But 
I love this idea because it's going to be able to give me a space to put tools in a short form that are real life applicable and they'll be put into the hands of people who I believe will use them. Uh, my goal is to create a space for the Lord to raise up an army within the remnant. Uh, it feels to me like we've kind of just submitted to the fact that the world is going to hell. Like, yeah, well, kind of just makes sense that that happens. The world's going crazy. Kind of makes sense that that was voted that way because the world's going crazy. And man, this group of people is dictating this and that. And that group of people is dictating this and that. And Christians are kind of just here. And we're being kind and Jesus followers. And we're being like loving like Jesus would. But we're just going to keep letting this stuff happen. And man... I, I believe <laughs> that, that that just is not the way that it needs to be. Um, I've been reading the books of the prophets and I've been so encouraged by the fact that the, the Lord redeems his people from social injustice, from oppression, but that doesn't neglect the fact that they are also being oppressed by their own sin. And so I'm going to be the first one on this podcast to call out sin in my life and where the Lord is calling it out. And I guess then challenge you to look into your life and see, hey, is this something that is also making it so that I'm oppressed by a spirit that does not have authority over me? Um, as big as revival has been in the country this year, I believe that there's also a calling for a reclamation of authority and for a redeclaration of the Lord's name. My wife said something so cool the other day. If you guys know my wife, she's amazing. And she's the most wise person I know. She is more in tune with the spirit of God than any other person that I know. And I, she said something, she said, the world doesn't need fancy presentations of Jesus. It just needs like unfiltered, unadulterated Jesus. They don't want, so coming from a worship leader, mind you, she's like, they don't want big presentations on a stage. They don't want lights. They, they just want Jesus. And amen. <laughs> That's the thing that I think that we have come to love and, and expect this like filtered, fluffy Jesus. But when it comes to fighting or fighting back, unfiltered, or no, sorry, filtered and fluffy, like, isn't super helpful, you know? Uh, but here's the thing is like, the world that we live in today is, oh, it makes me so mad. Oh, it makes me so mad. But I feel as a Christian or as a Christian man, there's this expectation to be docile or like, submissive like let's go get a coffee and talk about it Blah. like nothing against like christian clothing i want to create a christian t-shirt but so much of it's just like coffee jesus and naps and i'm just like that's not what it is, man. And I listened to one of our teaching pastors at church today make the claim that people love to be around other people who are mad at the same thing and they bond over being mad. Well, I'm mad about the way that the world is today. And I'm mad that 
the crap that we have to consistently tolerate is allowed to just continually go and and taint like the image that the Lord had made for us when it comes to the earth that we walk on. Like we are so far from Eden. Our world is so broken, but all we do is sit and complain about it. And I'm so guilty (laughs) of that. And I am tired of it. And so I've felt like for the longest time, I have to be this kind teddy bear Mitch. And trust me, I will never stop being kind. But like under the smiley, happy dude is like, I am so mad. I'm mad that my daughter can't go to the park without me being with within like five feet of her. Man, I'm mad that there's agendas of the enemy that are so blatantly coming against Christians. And we just sit and take it. And it feels like he has become so bold because he knows that we aren't going to do anything about it. Target in this last week is an example of, and it is, is an example of this. They, they partnered with like a proud Satanist, a proclaimed Satanist who came out and literally said, Satan loves you. Satan loves all your pronouns. Like Satan is kindness and Satan. And it's like, it's not even like, trying to be sneaky at this point (laughs) and like we carry around pornography in our pockets it's disguised as social interaction and like scrolling pictures but it is constantly bombarding our marriages our relationships our mental health by something that has become perceived as vital in our society and trust me like i loved social media i love social media i love to troll people on social media like that is like one of my favorite things to do (laughs) um alex and austin Vallejo, you know this but Everyone wants influence and influence comes with posts and posts create likes and likes determine if you feel like, if I feel like you like me, right? Because if you don't like my reel or if enough people don't like my reel, was it worth creating? And, and, and we start to build this identity around this. We built this God or this idol around social media so much so that schools are now teaching how to become influencers as classes, In public school, and that's another thing, is that public schools are just driving me up the wall right now. I read something yesterday about a teacher who was fired from her job because she, not at work, mind you, in her own social media space, was just outward about being a Christian. She was outward about being opposed to multiple genders and outward about abortion. Um... And she basically had kids or her students because she's in a district where um, this the school was mandating that teachers didn't allow teachers weren't allowed to share with their parents that their 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 kids were coming to school and transitioning to another gender, and she felt like that was wrong, and so her kids went and dug up her social media, presented it to the board of the school. They started an investigation and she was fired. (laughs) 
And I, I mean, here's the thing is like in the Bible, it says that as Christians, we are going to face trials like they are going to come and we are going to be persecuted. But I don't think that that means I mean, Jesus saw systems in the temple that were built that were against what he said, and he didn't just sit and let it happen. He went in and flipped the tables. Like Jesus got mad. And so I want to be mad righteously for the next generation. For my generation, I want to be mad righteously for, man, the name of the Lord just consistently being spit on and stepped on. And I'm just, I guess I'm done with it. <laughs> I, I say all of this to get to this. Over a drink is evolving a little. I actually made another podcast at one point that I actually not at one point, like two days ago that I was going to do this on. It was going to be called the Armory Podcast in conjunction with the Armory Newsletter. But I've already been on this over a drink thing now for like three years and it's my baby and it's just hitting puberty. It'll grow with me. Um, so excuse any awkwardness. Um from the over drink <laughs> podcast, I'm going to start talking a little bit more about the things that are going on in the world through the lens of a Christian man. I'm going to talk a little bit about the things that the Lord is teaching me. Actually, a lot of it about the Lord is what the Lord is teaching me. I've said from the beginning, if you've listened to this podcast, that it's Holy Spirit breathed. And if it's not, then I don't want it to come on here. And so you can trust that Whatever I get on the mic and say, um, it's not only something that the Lord is challenging me on, but I believe that you would be challenged in too. And I think that that's maybe something that to start as Christians we need is like, we're so, we don't want to be challenged. We want to be comfy, cozy. I'm going to heaven. Um, but I believe that the Lord is constantly calling us higher. Uh, and so I want to be a part of that. I'm going to have men come on and talk about the lessons that they've learned around topics um, that are applicable, where you can learn lessons from them, much like the OG over a drink, but more topical, less testimonial um, in terms of storytelling A to Z. And every part of your life is a testimony because God is a part of every part of your life. But um, these are going to be more like real life application question answer type not scripted, but I'm going to have scripted questions that I want to ask. Um, and to today, I'm going to start, though, start that. And so I'm going to talk about social media and me and the things that I've been going through with social media and why I'm no longer on it, um, how it has affected my marriage, um, how it has affected my mental health, how it's affected this podcast. Um, so it'll be real quick, but. Why, why is social media so bad for me? And I, I think that this, it's easy for me to talk about men with this, but I think it applies to everybody. Um, but I'm going to speak from the mind of a man because I am one. Um, I'm going to give you one example of why it is so bad, but 
because there are numerous, but currently in my life, this is what I'm experiencing. It says that in the Bible, in Matthew 5.30, if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away from you. How many accounts do you follow that you would realistically and honestly, if you sat and looked at it, would be considered soft porn? Go look at a fitness account. I follow a lot of fitness accounts, or I did. Do you think that as your male brain is pumped full of testosterone, that in full integrity, you could think, oh, whoa, that barely dressed woman doing squats on camera in 4K with her boobs pushed to her chin, that does nothing for me. I bet my wife or my girlfriend would be fine with me looking at this or thinking the thoughts that would come along with that in response to your brain, because that is how our brains are wired as men. Think about it. Now, think about some of the TikTok trends that have been around. Man, there was one that was... TikTok is just bad. You scroll like twice and it just keeps getting worse. I, But there was this trend where girls would set up a tripod and record like the free weight section and they would walk up and purposely bend over in short spandex and just record the reactions of men watching them. And I'm just like, how... And there's a there's an algorithm that I didn't believe until I literally I I, I saw it in my own life that Jess and I were sitting in bed and we must have got a targeted ad by location because we both got the same ad well the same product being advertised by the same company. Jess got a picture of a necklace in a box with flowers around it and like this very pretty romantic picture. I got a zoomed in picture on a woman's cleavage with the necklace in between her like breasts, boobs, breasts. That feels weird. Like a chicken breast <laughs> um, in between her boobs. And I'm like, why? What? Like the algorithm knew that I was a man and they showed me something like that. And that makes me so mad. Oh, that makes me so mad. And this this was convicting to me because my pastor, Josh Kingery, said something that he was so pissed off at Instagram because he would like to enjoy it. Like social media, I'd love to be able to go see what my cousins look like and what they're my baby, like siblings, not siblings, like my baby cousins as I grow up, nieces and nephews. That's what they're called. <laughs> my nieces and nephews. But... The Bible says to cut off my right hand if it causes me to stumble. Or even at one point it says gouge your eye. But I'm like rationalizing keeping an app in my pocket that without my choice, one scroll up could put something that makes me stumble. And the Lord has kind of unfolded this even more for me in the last couple of weeks. So... Backstory, my body makes zero testosterone by itself. So that's the fun thing about an eating disorder is that there are, rep- or I don't, I praise God, don't wrestle with this anymore. Um, but for 10 years I did, and there are repercussions to that physically because it is a sin. Uh, here comes the toe stepping. Um, I believe that my eating disorder was a sin. I believe that... Submitting yourself to the label of depression or anxiety is sinful. 
Um, I'm not saying that you can't feel feelings of depression. <laughs> you can't not be worried about something. And I'm not, from my end, like an eating disorder is a manifestation of me idolizing food. It's me idolizing body image. It's me putting more value in those things than not just putting them above God. <laughs> idolizing gym time over prayer time. Idolizing what I looked like in a shirt. <laughs> um, which led to depressive states. Which led to anxiousness, OCD. Um, man, Isolation, which the enemy loves. I didn't go to social events because I felt wrong in a shirt. <laughs> and so I'm not saying here. The thing is, is I have I have suffered from been a victim of depressive states that were physically brought on by my body. I don't make testosterone. <laughs> so at one point, my doctor, my endocrinologist, super bluntly was like, dude, you have the blood of a menopausal woman. I'm like sick, but like, I get it. And I'm not sitting here and saying that, that you don't feel pain in your anxiousness and your depression. But I am saying that if you were to sit down and actually look at it, those things are being used by the enemy to cover up sin. That's allowed to go unchecked because you're so worried on the anxiousness and the depressiveness that the, the root of it is is actually what's causing those things. And so I would challenge you to pray through, Lord, um, would you like examine my heart, um, like identify all the gross things in my heart and let me start working on them. And would you work on them with me? But I got on a medicine, all that to say, goodness gracious, rabbit trail. Um, I got on a medicine because my body makes no testosterone. Um, and it started to fix things like my hair was falling out. If you were to see my bed, the night sweats, I was like legitimately like my mattress has sweat stains from things that I don't even know. I just sweat through the night, which is a hormonal thing, I guess I learned. And so is peeing six times a night. And so is not being able to or have the energy to or desire to do married things like that <laughs> that affects a marriage i would have if you if you know what i mean um and with that comes an influx of testosterone because i was living without it for years apparently like which doesn't help when you have an eating disorder with body image issues and like body dysmorphia that when your body physically doesn't have the tools to burn fat and so you're eating obsessively healthy and you're like, well, I'm not actually seeing anything from it. Maybe I need to eat healthier. <laughs> um, all that to say, like, I literally couldn't have eaten healthy enough to overcome the fact that I had no testosterone. Crazy thought. But now I do. But with that testosterone, I feel like a high school boy. <laughs> I go to the gym and I'm like... Before I, I make this joke to, to Jess and she and I took some explaining. So maybe maybe. But like before my sex drive was so low that like I could have been at the gym and I was so obsessed with my lifting and the, the my like needing to get my body in the right shape that like a woman could have walked in front of me naked and I would have been like, excuse me, you're in my way. Like that would have been the extent of my sexual drive. <laughs> and now I'm at the gym and I'm like, 
man, I can't keep my eyes where they need to be. And I, or where they shouldn't be. And man, it was crushing me. The shame of that was crushing me. I, I called my buddy Keaton, one of my best friends. Um, and I confessed to him. I was like, dude, I was in Kansas city at a lifetime. And I'm like, dude, I, or was I in Omaha? I was in Omaha. I was like, there was this girl that was not literally not wearing clothes, like so little clothes. And I caught myself looking and I, I caught myself. So I left, I like moved to the other side of the gym, but there was this like urge in me to go back and look. And it sucked. I'm like crying on the phone. I'm like, dude, I can't figure this out. Like I need this medicine, but like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, well, first of all, like, we're not gonna, he goes, you've been praying. Like the desire for you to, to look is actually an answer to prayer. He's like, because your testosterone is working, your body is working. He goes, now we need to practice the discipline of walking away, which you did. And, and it was freeing for me in that moment. But regardless, then I went back to the gym the next day and I feel like I needed to confess again because my body and my brain were trained to look is what it felt like. And so I started doing some digging and some investigating and I was talking with my wife. Um, we were sitting this time I was in St. Louis. I was sitting in the parking lot. Lifetime is expensive, but it is so worth it because they're everywhere. I go, I'm in St. Louis. I'm in the parking lot talking with my wife. I was like, babe, there's this like cool. We, we, we were just processing stuff and I've been reading a couple of different books and I was like, I was explaining to her the idea it's in, he talked, it's talked about everywhere, but in the book I'm reading, it's called the, the, the power of one more by Ed Milet. Um, you should go read it. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, he talks about the RAS, which is the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system is the idea of like, if you're out, if you are looking to buy a Ford escape, Ford Explorer, and you haven't thought about it, but now you're like, I want to buy a Ford Explorer everywhere you go, you will now see a Ford Explorer. Why? Because your body takes in so many things that it has to choose what to pay mind to and what to just let go. Like it's like a giant filter. And so with that, like your brain starts to recognize Ford Explorers or escapes. I don't remember which one I said, but like your body is trained to recognize things that it deems important. Okay. So now add that to social media. Social media is priming me to recognize through my fitness accounts that I follow that aren't meant to be for women working out What but what they are is like my Instagram sees, Oh, he likes watching people lift. He likes watching like transformation videos. He might like this. And it shows me a fitness account that is a half naked woman. Okay. Well now my brain starts to recognize that as important. So, um, women in fitness clothing is now filtered into my brain as how to recognize it. So when I go to the gym, there might be a hundred people in the room, but I only recognize the woman in fitness clothing. And it's an actual study. I'm not just BSing. This is something where like your brain is trained to only see what it has been trained to see. 
And so if you take that one step further, Caroline Leaf in her book, uh, um, Untrain, nope, Untwist, un, something in your brain, um, talks about your brain's ability to build neural pathways. And the more frequently you have a thought, the easier it is for your brain to run down that pathway. So if my brain is trained to recognize, and then once it recognizes it's trained to run down a path, then once that path is established, I'm running towards a result that will put me in shame and put distance in my marriage, put distance between me and God, isolate me, um, cause me to stumble. And those are just not things I need. But the cool thing is, is that like your brain is plastic or is has plasticity where it can be re- retrained. And I think of like the, the Colorado River, it sculpts out the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is a result of hundreds of years of a river running through it. But if I were to put a dam up at the top of the Colorado River, a hundred years from now, there'd be a new Grand Canyon wherever I redirect that water. So I cut off social media. And for the last month, guess how much easier it has been to go to the gym? So much easier. It was a rhetorical question, but it's been so much easier. My temptation to look has gone away because my body's not trained in such a way to recognize and to look and all these things i've talked about with my wife so you you're not hearing something that is dishonoring to her um we've processed all of these things and the crazy thought that it, that, that that in itself is countercultural and weird and it's scary but it would be countercultural to cut social media for the reason alone would be for the purity of your eyes and for your heart, but that's just so countercultural. But it says in Matthew 6, 23, when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light that you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. So I want to pose this thought here to wrap this up. Have we been taught that things that aren't bad, that are tolerable or acceptable? Um, are, the, are we seeing things that could be because Instagram could be used as a light. Oh, man, it has such potential. But if that light is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? And is your eye being filled with darkness? If your eye un- is unhealthy, are you being filled with darkness? And so me saying, yeah, social media is bad for me, but it's not that bad. I mean, that's just like saying I'm only going to take a little bit of poison. I don't know. Have we allowed sin that, that is normalized to go unhindered because it's been there for so long and we've just always had it? Imagine feeling as if like you have always walked with a limp and because that's just how you've always done it. This is how it always is. But if you could fix it, would you? And just imagine that like if you're operating at 75%, you don't even know what 100% feels like. So I'm going to leave you that to chew on. Um, I don't know. I know that it seems like it's crazy to to cut social media. I'm doing it. I'm not going to like the Lord challenged me with this thought of like, cause I kept social media forever. It's like, do you think that the podcast is more important than your marriage? And I was like, no, do you think that I'm not big enough that the person that needs to hear this podcast will not be able to hear it without social media do you not think that i'm bigger than social media and i was like no and so this podcast is uh 
I'm not going to be on social media anymore. So it's all going to be on you as the listener to share this with people. I would challenge you to share it with two people. I would ask you to, because you're going to do me a favor. Um, Go check out the Substack. The link's in the show notes. Uh, Share this with a friend or like someone who isn't a friend, (laughs) Uh, but they need Jesus because that's the Great Commission and that's what we're called to do. And so go do it, please. I would appreciate it a ton. Um, We're all in this together in the great words of the high school musical movie from when I was in elementary school, maybe middle school, but we're all in this together. Something, something. Anyways, I don't sing, my wife sings. And so share this, leave a comment, leave a review, go subscribe to the Substack newsletter. I promise you won't regret it. Until next time, peace.